0: Recording. Suicide Squad. Black Widow's Harley. Avengers. (laughs) Sure he's Lexus.
1: Folks, what you're hearing is the top 10 sexiest cars in comic book, what, media, universe, movies. Who decides these fucking lists? I can't even name you 10 cars in general.
0: (laughs) 10
2: cars at all.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. 10 cars in comic book movies is rough. I would say like Batmobile. Yeah, Superman-mobile. Tony Stark's Acura NSX. Get the fuck out of here. Tony Stark's Audi e-tron GT. I don't think any of these played essential roles. So it's an Audi. It's an Audi. It was like Tony Stark pulling up in a nice car and then getting out and being like, park my car, kid.
1: The taxi in Deadpool.
0: (laughs) Doctor Strange's Lamborghini Huracan. It doesn't say hurricane. It says (laughs) Huracan. So this that is that can't be right. A list of cool cars and movies,
2: right?
1: This could have been about coolest movies in Fast and Furious, right? Black
0: Widow Chevrolet Corvette. Is the Batmobile she... on there? No, these How... are all like cars you could reasonably right. buy. Yeah, I can buy the Batmobile.
3: <laughs> it's out there. <laughs> I've looked it up. It's on eBay.
0: I believe you. Yeah. I believe you could buy it. Should I?
1: No. No. But I could if I wasn't rich enough and dumb enough. Man, what a waste of a list. I've seen worse. (laughs) The Chevy truck from Hulk, 2008.
2: (laughs) The list is probably derived by somebody who, like...
1: Loves cars.
2: Well... Or, or is like angling for additional product placement. <laughs> like,
0: true. Yeah. yeah. Why?
2: Why else would you put that out there? Ooh,
0: six Audis on this list.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, I, interesting. Okay. I see. I see who's behind that.
0: The twelve
1: horniest trees in the MCU. <laughs> Number one, oak. Number two, maple.
0: None of them are Groot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Groot never mentioned.
1: Number three,
0: birch. Well, welcome to First Issue Club. <laughs> we are the comic book podcast that guides you through the muddy and murky waters of the comic book landscape, specifically the number one issue landscape. Mm-hmm. First issues, the most important issues in the world. Yeah. The first issues
1: are the ones that make you, uh, that creators want you to read and connect with and buy more from them. They want you to read number two and number three and number four after you read number one.
0: So they make number ones the best,
1: or they're supposed to, and we help you with that.
0: And then maybe around five, six, seven, they hit you with another good one. They do. Keep you invested. We call that the secret number one. Yes. It's call- not a real number one.
1: Yep. But it's like or almost maybe. like a new jumping off point.
2: Or maybe they have one number one, and then they want you to go out and read a bunch of other number ones that they say tie into this number one. <laughs> Like we kind of have today Comics is a real science (laughs) We call them
0: money ones Today we're talking about two comic books Archie and Katie Keene, number one Mm -hmm. Is that the right title for this book? It is There's nothing flashier than that It's pretty (laughs) straightforward I'm really excited to talk about that one And then we're also talking about Iron Man 2020, number one Yes But first, let's hit some news do you guys know what the best-selling comic book of the last ten years was? We're hitting a new decade, 2020 Iron oh, Man, 2020. The <laughs> best comic book, or selling, like the
1: best-selling, best-selling, best-selling the selling comic decade? book over the last decade. Oh boy! So I think this may have been spoiled for me because I saw Robert Kirkman say something about it. But is it Walking Dead?
0: Walking Dead is on the graphic novels list. Okay. Days Gone By, the first volume of the series. Okay. Uh was the number one selling graphic novel.
2: That that tracks for me. And then that makes sense.
1: I think the comic book is and only because they had literally 100 variants um Star Wars. You nailed it. Yeah. Wow. Jason Aaron, Star Wars, number one. They were selling and pushing that book really
2: like
0: nobody's goddamn business. It sold over, over
2: the last decade? When did that come out?
0: 2014? Yeah. They said it sold like a, over a million copies. That's outrageous. Holy Isn't cow. Isn't that crazy? And I can't
1: talk to anyone that's read it. <laughs> who who are, Who's buying well, this book?
2: Yeah, I mean, even though I, I really like what Jason Aaron puts out, that was under my radar.
0: I don't remember it.
2: That's that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It didn't stick with me. Neither did the new series. We I talked about it a little bit on the Patreon. Yeah. But it jumps in right after Empire Strikes Back, but before Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And it was just boring and dull. How many things have we seen with like Luke and Han and Leia, etc. Yeah. Um. Who's that for? Yeah. Like who gives a shit? Old guys. Yeah. <laughs> I think, Man, that's crazy. I think. Our generation is really into the newer characters and fictional characters and even side stories of throwaway characters from the movies yeah. that are given new life in novels and comics and whatever. Yeah. But the Remember that... three main cast members are like old dude truists, I think. Yeah. That's the butter to their bread. Yeah.
2: The one I remember that you talking about and really liking to come out of that was, well, not the same series, but Captain Phasma. Didn't you say that one was really good? Oh,
0: I really liked that one.
1: Yeah. I I wanted to
2: get into that one.
1: A character was sorely underutilized in the movies.
0: I agree. Mm -hmm. Darth Maul complex. Totally. Yeah. Totally. People loved the character, thought it was so cool. Kill him right away. Yeah. Never comes back. Spoiler, Darth Maul dies in (laughs) the first movie he's in. Darth Maul, Boba Fett.
1: Captain Phasma, like, sucks. Yeah, it does. That they have these such dynamic and interesting-looking villains slash Mm antiheroes, and, like, you just murk them.
0: Well, and they set up great conflicts, too, that were those characters to come back a movie or two later on, they would be incredible, like, oh, shit moments. Yes, exactly. Uh, But people don't think ahead. Not in Star Wars. Uh, Trilogies, I guess. They're working movie to movie. You think you'd would. Uh, I, I guess at least the MCU learned from that, and they're they're thinking ahead almost too much. Yeah, yeah, like ten years in the future. <laughs> but it's making books uh, Deep. awesome. What we just read a headline that uh, Morbius was in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yes, and we... we we looked at the stills. There's no way.
2: I think that's a wishful thinking Easter egg. Yeah, yeah
0: I think so too. That's a clickbait article, folks. And a, don't be duped. There's a blurry guy in the background who, like, kind of maybe looks like Jared Leto.
2: Here's the thing. If it is, and they somehow like tie that into a plot where he's like been in the background, I don't know what you get from catching that.
0: Yeah. Right.
2: Other than like just being able to say, oh, I I called that. I don't know.
0: And does Jared Leto have nothing to do with his time (laughs) other than show up for a a, day of work? A one second background scene. Just to see what. uh... (laughs) Where he walks by just so people can go. Oh, did you know this? <laughs> yeah. That guy kind of looked like Ten Jared years Leto. Later, like there's no way he was signed in to play that person. No, fuck no. No, 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 no. That's stupid. Yeah. Agree. <laughs> Speaking of articles and headlines we're seeing, Sci-Fi Wire also wrote an article this past week about uh, the model of comic books coming out month to month could be going the way of the dinosaur soon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something I feel like we've heard a little bit before. We've talked about the micro publisher or TKO, yes, and they're making comic books like bingeable. Release them all at once to follow kind of the Netflix model mm-hmm. for comic books. What do you guys think about month to month comics and how you consume comics? It's expensive. Yeah, a lot of books come out. We That's- buying comic books
1: weekly is a chore. Yeah, and it is draining. And it's mostly because they're inflating the prices almost every two to three years. I mean, comic books are almost five bucks a piece now. Yeah. You can't keep that up if you're a collector. Right. I mean, you have to pare down to almost two to five books a week. And like that's not even like a a third of all the books that come out. It's ridiculous. It is.
2: And when you talk about having to compete with all the storylines and the saturation of those stories that are coming out weekly... I could see it being really, really hard to gain any ground when you have a month-to-month release. Yeah, I mean, If it's a self-contained trade, mm-hmm, fine. True. I don't think that hurts you at all, but it's because you're able to get all that story, and then if you have subsequent volumes, that's that's your how you gain ground there, but that's not going to work for a serialized ongoing.
0: I always have this moment where I'll be in the comic book shop and I'll walk past issue five of something, and I'll think... Oh yeah, I loved the first two issues of that. Did I miss the last few? Yeah. Am I never gonna read this again? Did my shop not order enough, or maybe I do pick up the third issue and I'm like, I don't remember what happened in the second one, just because they're too spread out when they're serialized. Yep, it's
2: you can't have recaps. Like if you're gonna do yeah. if you're gonna do the binging format, and I think I mean you guys have been really talking up. Um,
1: TKO. TKO
2: and I'm I'm really excited to get into some of those stories but if you're going to do that binging format you're going to suffer if you don't have the recap yeah. or or a way to kind of encapsulate what people have already read if you're spreading it out
1: Did they have an idea of how the new format would look instead of books month to month or
0: did they I mean how would you do it really? I think Part of the big takeaways was just moving more to graphic novels. That oh. you're you're biting off arcs at a time. Mm-hmm. Honestly,
1: that may be... I mean, it's getting to the point now where Marvel and DC are competing with themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, Marvel and DC each put out 10, 15 books a week. Right. If if I'm an exclusive Marvel head, I can't afford 15 books a week. Yep. That's like a ton of money. That's almost
0: like 65 bucks. At the same time... I love picking up single issues and it's just because I've been doing it forever Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or, I almost wonder if comic book people who've been buying comic books for the last 10 years or more, we're just going to keep doing that for the rest of our lives because we're habitual people who are crazy about collecting Mm -hmm. and new readers are going to be the ones who consume comics and media in a different way. Right? So it may make sense for those large publishers, at least, to just continue printing stuff and printing stuff Mm -hmm. and letting us buy it and serving it up differently to a different audience.
1: I think you're right. I think it's going to be a generational thing. And when the new editor-in-chief and whatever publishing house comes in, they're going to shake up some things and go, okay, this generation – buys differently Mm -hmm. we're going to be losing money if we print issues every month yeah so we got to do in a digest and if they sell more then they're going to what basically is going to happen is whatever makes them the most money they're going to do
0: yeah (laughs) you're exactly right (laughs) so it'll be interesting yeah i could i could certainly see indies going to this route way more quickly i'm surprised that they haven't yeah and here's why I am
1: this kind of person that gets in the habit of like what you mentioned with indies. I I love the first two issues, and then I forget. Yep. I forget that they come out. I forget that they ended. If it was like a like TKO does, like a a digest first thing out, I got to pay fifteen bucks for the whole series. That saves me time, <laughs> and money, and you know I won't forget it, and I'll read the whole thing, and then I might buy more. Books from this publisher or these artists and creators and stuff.
0: And I, I know it's nice having floppy comic books in your hand, mm-hmm. but it's a better, it's honestly a better reading experience. It is. Having a collected compendium or graphic novel.
1: Yeah. Economically and just It's funny pleasurably.
2: It's funny because you, we're talking about like habits and, but then also talking as fans who would rather consume the stories themselves it, it it does make more sense to be able to read it in a complete form instead of really getting invested in characters and then fought fa- them falling off the face of the earth yeah as far as you know um but the spec of the single issues and the yeah. habit of the single issues is still a huge driving force so i think they're probably still going to battle it out for a while yeah in terms of what's bringing in the most money
1: yeah I think I know why I know I, ne- I will never give up single issues. Um it's the covers. They're like they're like giant baseball cards to me. Sure. Well, yeah, but so- now
2: with the with the monthly stuff in the trades, like you get like the even in Iron Man in 2020, like you get some of the issues that have those storyboards and the notes and the director's cut and that stuff which
0: is
1: L- logically you're making all the sense in the world.
0: I get where you're coming from though. <laughs> it's like buying a book of pictures of baseball cards mm-hmm. versus having the box of baseball yeah. cards to flip through. <laughs> That's yeah. 100% correct. Yeah. yeah. Like, yes, in this
1: book that has all the pictures, I can definitely see all of them. Yeah. But there's something about just holding each individual one uh-huh. and looking at it and just like the, the tactile feel of it all. Flipping through it. Yes. oh, In your cardboard box. It's so satisfying. Yeah. And that's why I am an addict (laughs) for comic books.
0: It's it's funny, too, because I don't think necessarily that when you think about why comic books were serialized in the first place, it was because the format suited it. They were very much campy, over the top. Soap operay sort of things with the big cliffhangers at the end. Like mm-hmm. radio yeah. before
2: it. Right. Or simultaneously.
0: They don't tell stories like that anymore. They're not one-off individual stories with like dopey cliffhangers or better yet, resolutions at the end. <laughs> right. What? Like yeah, that's what it, that's what Spider-Man it is. Spider-Man going on an adventure and kicking a guy's butt and having resolution by the end of the issue and then expecting that next week. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Prime example, Doomsday Clock, took a year and a half over 12 issues.
0: And I'm pissed about it. I heard. <laughs> the I hate, hate, hated the last issue <laughs> of uh, Doomsday Clock. And you can hear a solo rant of that <laughs> in our Patreon. You know when someone goes on a solo rant and records their thoughts about something by themselves. That they're a lunatic and are probably very <laughs> upset.
2: I was going to say passionate, but I mean.
0: <laughs> I should have went that way. Potato, potato. There's, a, potato. there's yeah. a
1: thin line between passion and lunacy.
2: <laughs> I fully agree there.
0: Before we get into the episode, yep. we're gearing up for C2E2. Second time around.
1: Now it's an annual trip. Yep. <laughs> we
0: did it last year. We got those press badges. Oof. Those crisp, clean, clean, Hang around your neck, press badges. this podcast makes us the VS of Pists. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I we'll like work the idea
2: that. that CTV2 this time it's annual.
0: <laughs> this time it's annual. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> so,
1: like last year, you may have known if, if if you follow us on social media, check our stories, check our feeds, like we're gonna be posting all kinds of videos, pictures. We may run into some old friends, we may run into some creators that will take pictures with us. And if you, the listener, are gonna be at C two E two, let us know. And we'll meet up with you. Yeah. And uh, and talk with you. We'd love to meet some of you guys and hang out and so if if you're some in Chicago, you guys, not no. all. No no, some. No,
2: no, 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 no. All of you guys. We'd love to meet some of you guys. I just no, thought that I've, was funny.
1: I've talked to a lot of people on the Twitter. I wanna meet some of them. Not all of them.
2: But yeah, I mean, if you want to feel like you're there too, if you're not going to be there, but you want to feel like you are, you want to hear about the high highs and the low lows and yeah. all the craziness and panic attacks that we may have trying to navigate this place. Yeah.
1: I'm very excited because on Twitter, you can't do stories, which
0: I'm bummed about. Yeah. But the Instagram's going to be popping. Yeah. I'm going to have you all log into the Instagram probably. We'll do it. Ooh. We'll all be fueling the stories. Flooding. baby. Holy shit. That's going to be constant updating. <laughs> yep. I'll also say that we had a blast on Friday. Oh, we went off on Friday. Which is maybe one of the less popular days to go to a comic book convention, but it's easier to chat with creators. It's easier to move around. You're going to be able to buy the best stuff for the the stuff that's going to sell out quickly. Yep. Because you're there the first day when other people are at work. Absolutely. So if you can take that Friday off, and spend the entire day. Uh, I, m- in my honest opinion, that's the best time to go. Otherwise, you're going to be... You could wait in line for six hours mm-hmm. to get Goku's it's, autograph.
2: It's definitely <laughs> Friday or Sunday. Because Sunday, you'll get the deals. If you're a little lighter in the wallet. But, yep. but Saturday... You have to be like a... Take a Xanax. What is it? A sadist? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To do that to yourself? Like, I'm only going to go on Saturday because I love crowds.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It is too much. It is overwhelming. I I have a tough time on Saturdays. I mean, it's the best people watching day because that's when all the cosplayers come to like Mm -hmm. really show their shit off. So that's a blast.
1: Showing off their buns and boobs. That's what cosplayers <laughs> do nowadays. What
2: did you say the other day? You said booties and, br- and breasts booties, and Booties, breasts, breasts all and
1: breasts. all the rest. Ooh. <laughs> it's a little thing I say around the house now.
0: I like it. Should we wear something stupid to uh, yes. C2E2 so people know if they see us?
2: I it's will still like give a month you all my money. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's like end of February, beginning of March. Yeah. Yeah, we got time. Oh, boy. We got time. So hopefully we see you there. I hope we see a lot of you guys there. Um, but like I said, check the feeds, check our instas, check our twitters. We're gonna be posting all kinds of shit that day, that weekend. So get ready to be spammed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and as we always say on this podcast, let's get this podcast started. Whoa! Cool. We're here. In the flesh. We've arrived. (laughs) Inside the episode. All right. Live in. Text us and let us know what you want us to cover (laughs) first Uh, Iron Man 2020 or Archie and Katie Keene. I see the results coming in.
2: Three for, or are they just texting?
0: Katie Keene has an early lead. A lot of CW fans out there. Oh, shit. And Katie Keane is the winner. Thanks for voting. You guys <laughs> are just yeah. a swath of menches. <laughs> That's, can
1: we put that on a shirt? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm a part of a swath what? of menches.
2: We do have to have an audience people shirt, too.
1: I'm an audience person. What we
2: call what we call our fans, yeah. it's either a swath of menches or audience people.
0: I love swath of menches. <laughs> We're going to run out of money spending it all <laughs> on T-shirts. <laughs> that no one's going to buy. <laughs> There's
2: no other way I'd rather go broke.
0: Yep. <laughs> Bad T-shirt investments. <laughs> Drowning in Fruit of the Loom. <laughs> the anti-gold rush of the 2020s. <laughs> <laughs> too many. Old Exodus. Too many funny t shirts. There's a. What would you say? What would I say? When there's too many of something. An abundance. Ooh. Mm-hmm. A whole abundance. mess. <laughs> a big old mess. That's a, that's a, a
1: swath of minches it's of a shirts. A whole,
2: whole mess of tees. Lousy with them.
1: <laughs> I'm lousy with tees.
0: <laughs> well, you know who likes t shirts? Mrs. Kate Deak Keen, Ooh. fashionista. <laughs> do we have? Do e- either of you have some context of the character in the CW and everything that's going on? I have a
1: small idea of who Katie Keene was in comic book form. Yeah,
0: she, only when she's an older character, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah.
2: Since like the forties.
1: Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So yeah. that she came out about the same time as like Archie, but mm-hmm. like that's when like. Uh, western comics and space comics and like romance comics were a thing and she spun out from like the romance comics thing and she was like just this very fashion forward woman okay have you seen
2: twin peaks yes so audrey horn is kind of how she i feel like she was depicted sort of pin but not like unlike veronica yeah.
3: yeah but
2: but just a little bit more edgy i guess where Veronica was like daddy's little girl, she was maybe more of a self-made lady.
1: Yeah. She seemed less bratty than Veronica. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's the only context I have of who Katie Keen
0: is. So there's a CW show that's actually on the way mm-hmm. that I believe exists within the Archieverse. Mm-hmm. But Katie Keen's getting her own show. So we may have some crossover episodes there. Right. I feel really nerdy saying Archieverse.
2: It's a it's a whole thing though. We yeah. didn't make it; they did.
3: Yeah,
0: you know right. <laughs> Riverdale. <laughs> uh, someday they could cross over Netflix Sabrina into Riverdale.
2: See, I mean, that's what this story. I mean, oh, completely. So Archie, they're, they're Archie gonna and Sabrina suit, are dating in it. Yeah.
0: Which ooh. Ooh.
2: Is Jughead eventually be going to become a werewolf in Riverdale? I mean, one can <laughs> okay. only
1: hope. Let, let's just say this. The Jughead in this comic was a mere fucking image. Yeah. From the CW yeah. Jughead. This
0: was he, definitely a series playing off of the CW. Show. Correct. Art imitating art. Yeah. <laughs> it it starts with one of his interior monologues, writing a story for the paper, which is how every episode yeah. of Riverdale starts. Which and he was had me rolling my eyes. And uh, he's a very grandiose emo kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: He you if he if Zenga existed in the <laughs> in the Riverdale verse. He'd be having one.
0: (laughs) Yeah. If you don't know, Zanga was like a- Oh, my God. We have to explain what Zanga is. I think we do. Go ahead. It it was like a uh, live blog. Not live blog. It was
2: like MySpace before MySpace. If you don't know what MySpace was like, it It was was like Facebook before Facebook,
0: was it? But Zanga was a little more Mm journal-based. Yes. So you would write about your day and be very melodramatic. Everyone on it was a teenager. Mm -hmm. And- they had these things called e-props. It's
2: like a WordPress, but like yeah. more socialized. Totally. Where people could like
0: Yeah. Yes. e-prop. Yeah, they could e-prop your post. Mm-hmm. You could Here, have
2: music playing. Yes.
0: Here's the funny thing about e-props. You could give a post two, or you could give a post one. <laughs> and if you ever gave a post one e-prop, all your friends would be like, Fuck her. Why yeah. the fuck is she giving me just one fucking e prop? Just don't e prop it at all. Don't give me molding people.
2: Yeah. The the meanies
1: to of your To allow that option was sadistic. <laughs> and
0: just I think the creators of Zenga just wanted to start fights. Now we know. <laughs> uh so like yeah Oh, can I can I draw another parallel between the CW show and the comic book? Yeah. Uh Characters way too sexy for high school. Oh yeah. Oh my god. For sure. Yeah. Uh, what high schools
1: are these? Mm-hmm. I remember my high school experience. Well, it was awkward. So, but, and hairy.
2: So I think I think this is actually a thing now. Um, this is how high schools are looking more and more. This was not our high schools, but it is unfortunately a little bit closer to what it's like now. So Just everyone's all wearing the con- stilettos. All the contouring. All the the. The mid, the crop tops, like all the. Do you know you you yeah. see these gaggles of mm-hmm. gals out on, plaza, out on the plaza, out on the plaza, out in the streets. That's this is that's how they look. Lip
0: syncing on TikTok all the Absolutely. time.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
0: God damn it! If uh, to be fair, if I had
1: their bodies, like if I was looking tight, I'd be wearing the same <laughs> shit. So, I think it's because I'm, I've become fat and lethargic. I, uh, I hate it now. <laughs> Fashion doesn't fit my body type anymore.
0: (laughs) It's dumb. (laughs) If it's not for me, it's stupid.
1: Well, let's get into the book. Yes. Caitlin, do you have a synopsis for what Archie and Katie Keene was?
2: Not much more than what we've already covered. Essentially, this book follows this character um, in the context of her kind of debuting into Riverdale society. She was trying to keep herself under wraps for... Um, a backstory I can only assume that is to come.
1: That is shrouded in mystery and intrigue. Um,
2: But she has an idea of how she wants to introduce herself and what she has planned for her sort of entrance into the Riverdale scene. Um, Most of the people seem to be very excited about it. There's a lot of mystery. There's a fun thing about a new person coming to your town and your school. However, Archie seems to be taking it a little hard because he's trying to start his album and she's gonna be taking some of his limelight.
1: Yeah, fuck you, Archie. Grow up, <laughs> dickhead. You've wanna...
2: dated every girl. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. You've got a Archie's great the biggest whore. Music career. Just let somebody else make some clothes and have some fun. It's fine.
1: Yeah. Also, Katie's sister's name is Sis.
2: <laughs> to which she responds with, "Yeah, legit."
1: Legit, my name's Sis. My parents do hella drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Even in the concept
0: of comic book hilarity, you don't name a human sis. Here's... I thought this this has to be from nineteen forties comics, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent.
2: Well and the the other thing is I think this the writer, um, um, what's her first name? Mariko. It's Mariko yes, to to Maki.
0: Did a run on She-Hulk that I loved, and yes. she also
2: did that Harley Quinn breaking glass, right? Yes. Um, she is a lot more tapped into the the youths than I than I am. Youths and um, youths culture, yep. and it didn't. The thing is, is like even when even when you're looking at these high school kids that look like they're in a soap opera, mm-hmm. it still is reading in a way that you can somehow relate to yes and i think that that speaks to her talent like yeah she's tapped in but she's also still making it accessible despite me being a 32 year old woman who has no business (laughs) investing the way i do in cw stuff Uh like it's still right up
0: my alley i'm right there with you and i love the way they handle the cw stuff and i love the way that this comic was handled i think it's It'd be so – what we expect and what we have in our head for what an Archie comic book is that's going to introduce a character from the new show, which is essentially just like advertisement fuel yeah. for but the CW. it didn't feel like that, to be honest. It didn't feel like it at all, and they gave us – Zero backstory and so much ambiguity about Katie Keene. Yeah. And I'm just like, God, I gotta learn about this new it girl in town.
2: She has ideas and sequins. <laughs>
0: and God, can
1: she take an Instagram photo? What the <laughs> fuck could her secret be? No,
2: she doesn't take them. Sis takes him, bud. Oh, sis sis
0: takes him. Sis take him.
2: Sis is pulling the strings behind that Insta.
0: I Okay. One of the weirdest scenes in the comic is when... She makes this crazy roller derby looking outfit, <laughs> <laughs> and then shows up at like Riverdale High, of what which I'm assuming is like the first time ever in roller skates because she's never met any yes. of these girls before, right? She shows up in roller skates,
2: except for at the show where she sings. Yes, she, she met him there, but not in school, right? Yes.
0: So runs <laughs> runs into Betty, Veronica, Sabrina. And it's like, they say, Hey,
2: bitches, I got outfits. Let's cut. Yeah.
1: <laughs> let's go, girls.
0: Dun, 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 and, they're dun, all, dun. and they're all like, Yes, we love you, Katie. How did she get my measurements? And then they're all looking ridiculous at a roller rink. And there's insane close ups of thigh gap <laughs> and like the thinnest toothpick legs you've ever seen. Right. And I was just like, the stars of this book look anorexic. <laughs> <laughs> they're as thin like, as this paper. Uh, I was like, given they're supposed to be 16, 15-year-olds. Yeah. But yeah. they're proportioned... Weird. ...like adults otherwise. Uh-huh. Uh, so, I don't know. That stuff always strikes me as odd. But... Uh, it wasn't as hypersexual as the TV show was.
1: Yeah. And will be till yeah. the yeah. end of time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, like... Uh,
2: I even thought it was weird how Sabrina is like a little bit too into Katie. Do you know? Because, like, yeah. I think that's the other reason that Archie's like a little bummed out. Because my Sa-
0: girlfriend is like in yeah. love with this girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> like, and that I don't think that that was weird, but it was, it just brought like those close up shots combined with her like being so into this girl. And yeah. I just felt like it was like a little bit of a weird energy, like almost to the point where. Maybe she's got some sort of supernatural thing that is causing everyone to lose
1: their mind. That's true, yeah. Yeah. It's either that or she's a cam girl. Like, there's (laughs) no other... What is the mystery behind this woman?
0: (laughs) I used to do porn and now they all know. (laughs) I'll still win them over with these My
1: name was Katie Cream. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, come on. That was pretty good, I thought. Yeah. Katie Scream? Mm.
0: I like Katie Cream Mm -hmm. better. Mm Mm-hmm. Scream insinuate she doesn't like it. <laughs> or likes it too much. <laughs> or likes it too much. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're right.
2: <laughs> so, What if uh, you started an ice cream shop that was Katie's Creams?
1: Oh, man. I would be selling out ice cream night and day. <laughs> uh, so do we want to take bets of what the mystery of Katie Keene is or if she has, like, some torrid past or anything? Because she's hiding something. Right. We don't know what it is. Was well, she, like, kicked out of her previous school for being a bully? Was, like, did she have a promising fashion career and ruined it
0: by doing drugs? Like, what, what is this going to be? I think she's a popular person with a – or a famous person with a different name. And she's moved to mm. a small town Riverdale where people aren't as plugged in maybe mm-hmm. and changed her name. So she's actually like... To a, escape her famous... Yeah, she's actually like a famous like, fashion model or YouTuber or something that got tired of the limelight.
1: Follow me on this, and this may be a pipe dream. What if... A guy can dream. <laughs> what if this is Archie's first attempt at a trans character? Like Katie Keene is who she is
0: now, but she used to be a boy. How... Insanely topical, would that be? Yes. With that popular makeup YouTube tutorial, yes, mm-hmm. girl mm-hmm. that was ju- just came out as trans. Yeah, I think it would sell fifty million copies. We talked about this on our best of best ofs on predictions for the next year. Yeah, and one of my things was that there's not a mainstream superhero character. No that I can think of off the top of my head that's trans. We've got trans characters in comic books.
2: And in TV but, shows about right, superheroes, yes. but not a real right. leading...
0: Flagship sort yes. of character that's trans. Yeah.
1: I think... I, I don't really see Archie doing this or the Archie comic doing this, uh-huh. but I think it would be oh, a I perfect think setup for... I think
2: they're the perfect medium to do this. Yeah.
1: Especially a
2: Riverdale. If, if if they're getting all of this spinoff energy and this mainstream energy... Yeah. I think they're perfectly poised to do something like that.
1: Just alone if you're thinking from like a producer, creator like aspect that generates articles, conversation, people will be talking about your product. And you also get to talk about something that's very important about you know, acceptance and, you know, a a, a group of people that is um, disenfranchised.
0: Well, now you ruined Archie and Katie Keene for me because I doubt it's going to be that. I know. It and be that's so brilliant. way better than anything it's probably going <laughs> to yeah. be.
2: I was thinking like, oh, she's an alien and she came to a new planet or like <laughs> supernatural, like how Sabrina's kind of gotten yeah, weird like that's,
0: that. That's such a good take. How it cool really would it be is. if she was like the it girl in a town and then comes out to everybody at the end of it? That, that she would be went so cool. this transition, yeah, right. And
2: her sister is like part of who's helping her to allow herself to be who she mm-hmm. is, and like herald that right via social. Yeah, dang, that would be so good.
0: Yeah. Sorry Just the for all my chair squeaks. That's okay. You're good. I'll allow it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I thought. <laughs> I get for for as wholesome as these Archie books are. This could have been super hokey and unbearable to read, but it was actually pretty pleasant
0: and oh, a lot of fun. Hundred percent. Art was beautiful. I enjoyed myself. kick ass creative team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I I recognized the artist's work from another comic. And now I'm spacing on it.
2: Um I looked up the name doom, too.
0: Doom, 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 doom. It was a series that I really enjoyed. Now Caitlin's looking it up. She's looking <laughs> it up. What was that? Oh. It was another Archie book. She did Blossom six six six. Oh, that's right. Which I loved that book. That's right.
1: She has also done uh DC Bombshells, mm-hmm. Harley and Ivy meet um Betty and Veronica. Yep. Dazzler. Dazzler, okay. Mm-hmm. So she's she's well versed in the Archie verse. And leading ladies. And leading ladies. Mm-hmm. Correct. So very cool. Great team. Yeah. Very happy with this book as a uh, She was on Fantastic
2: fan. Four too. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Yeah, she did the wedding yep. Fantastic Four issue. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, very cool. Very surprised by this book. I thought I was actually going to hate it. And I'm a big Archie fan. Yeah. And I thought this was going to be a stupid throwaway book. To promote the show. To promote the show. Yeah. And just a weak storyline. But yep. I was pleasantly surprised.
0: So, there it is. <laughs> Mariko Tamaki and your team never let us down. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> yeah. I th- is that, that wasn't a, a command. <laughs> it, it was that they they do they never let us down. You have historically us. continue. Let it. that be a warning to you.
3: <laughs>
0: Next up we've got Iron Man twenty twenty. Guess what? It's out on Marvel Comics. Guess what? It's convoluted as shit. Ooh, it was rough. Ooh, it was rough. We looked at a review of it yesterday, and people were like shitting on this comic. Right. And I thought, no way, I'm not going to like it. Dan Slot is a comic zaddy who, who we all enjoy, by the way, knows how to write a fucking comic.
2: Yeah, th- this review was a little bit too anti Slot. Like, it made me think that it was so slanted that there's no way that I'm going to agree with this person about this book. And then after I read it, I was like, I really hope that you guys um, don't feel differently about it than I do. Uh, It doesn't seem like it did. No. (laughs)
0: Um, Can you even give us a synopsis on this? I'll try. See (laughs) how
2: close this hits the mark. Also, I'm going to read it the way everything in this book was delivered, which is with, like, 15 exclamation points behind (laughs) um, each sentence. So, the future is now. Artificial intelligence becomes a looming threat or becomes endangered, depending on whose side you're on in this book. The robot rebellion, led by Mark One must battle Arno Stark and Sunset Bane in order to save themselves. But if they save themselves, how will they stop the extinction event predicted by Arno?
1: Do you do you get it? Do you get it, guys? Do you
0: do you get it?
2: Does that? I mean, is I mean, that's that's what happens. Yes, yeah, I
0: mean, but... you accurately wrapped this up in the weirdest looking nutshell, yeah. I've ever seen. Like a mutated peanut shell.
2: <laughs> it's like. Oh, well, it's like, you know, Arrested Development, how they would do like their subplots that never got tied up at the end of each show. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that where you're like, what is even, what's going to be picked up? What's going to be more important? How are we even going to see these things fleshed out? Mm -hmm. And it didn't even, that didn't even cover the fact that throughout the book, they're trying to tease this, where is Tony Stark? Is Tony Stark AI? Is Tony Stark dead? All these cameos of people, In, like, TMZ fashion, it was super, super weird.
0: Yeah, it was. There was a lot going on here that was uh, not good. (laughs) Just confusing and didn't need to be told this story. I feel like the conversation is more what didn't work here rather than, like, the actual comic itself. Right. We could start with, did it seem like a first issue? No. It seemed... Like a a
1: start of a new arc. So right
2: now we're sharing a comiXology account between the two of us. And I started, I opened the book. He had already left off at like page 11 or something. Yep. Um, And I was like, oh, this doesn't make any sense. I'm going to go back to the beginning. Didn't even help. (laughs) Like by the time I got to page 11, I was like, yep, still don't really have a good footing on where we are. So not a great first issue in that regard.
0: Not at all. Uh, One of the things that'll help emphasize that, there was a giveaway in comic shops that when you bought this book, you got this mini comic that gave you a bio of all of the Marvel AI that was making an appearance in this and the role that they played in this story leading up to now. And Additionally, there was a, which I don't know if you would have gotten in the comiXology book, a timeline we got that. of Arno Stark's life and then a parallel timeline of Tony Stark's life, which was not clear to me in that infographic that that was even what was going on. Right. So first of all. I
2: could have used that as a primer. It was at the very end. I don't right. know if it was in the end of the book, so, the physical book.
0: So the compliment I can give Dan Slot here is that. You know your Marvel shit and you're incorporating a ton
2: of other series, which has to be a lot of work yeah. to create even something feasible of a cohesive plot.
0: It's one one of the interesting tidbits and backstory I got in the mini comic we picked up mm-hmm. is that um, C.B. Sabolski wrote like a little foreword for it. He's the editor in chief of Marvel. And he says that this comic was born out of this idea from maybe an 80s comic book. Machine Man? Was it Machine Man that says this guy is going to be the Iron Man of 2020? And it told a story in the future.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. It wasn't Machine Man, but it's okay. it's from an, an Iron Man book. Yeah.
0: So that's a pretty weak premise just to say like – Let's hey, we make, did it. Let's make that actual canon. Like no one's a fan of that arc. Yeah, I am a huge Marvel head, and I had no concept that that was a pre-existing thing. That's,
2: yeah, that's what was that paying off for right. anyone besides you got the guys who wanted
0: to do it in the yeah, first place just like guys who've worked at marvel for like yeah 20 years
1: <laughs> yeah it's like they're flipping through old back issues and, uh-huh. issues and like
0: oh wait wouldn't it be cool if we did this yeah it's gonna be 2020 next year we have an iron man 2020 from the 80s should we do something there's i there's a hundred guys in, in america who are like cool they actually did it
1: and by I, the way I can't, what I'm, a piss ant character arno stark yeah, he's Correct. not like a Forgotten brother of Tony Stark who had to likeable. live in an iron lung, apparently. I,
2: I have to imagine that even if you have this plot that this person's going to be Iron Man in 2020, you can do something else with it to where it's not like 50 stories in one story. Yeah. yeah. It Please. It, I, yeah, I think it was just trying to do too much.
0: Ease me into it.
2: Yes.
1: And, and like, it's an interesting concept of do Robots that have AI have rights. That's an interesting concept. Yes. It is, but
0: I've read that before. Yes. I feel like. And I yeah. and I
2: get putting it into this context of now we've got two warring factions where you're not really sure who to root for. Because one is evil, but ultimately going to save the entire planet. The other is good and fighting for a just cause, but ultimately going to get a, in the way of this extinction event maybe that create but it 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 really was just so much work getting people there to where they understood this to be the situation yeah. mm-hmm. that you're dropped in that you just lose i ha, we've had to talk about it now for like yeah. 15 minutes just for me to realize okay this is
0: where we were mm-hmm. and that conundrum back and forth between what this person's trying to fight for and what that person's trying to fight for uh seems like a normal superhero would have said, hang on, let's, let's talk, this out. talk this all talk this out. Yes, yes. And instead, Arno's a shithead who's just <laughs> like, I don't care. I'm going to fucking blow up yeah. a factory full of AI who are essentially sentient living beings. Blew and then I'm going to go up.
2: back to my parents who I've trapped in a living prison.
0: Let's go through some of the... <laughs> now that we've covered the vague things that were convoluted and stupid about this. Let's talk about some of the specific things that were <laughs> stupid in this. Are you
2: telling me that Howard fucking Stark couldn't figure out a way to get himself out of that? That's
0: a great
1: point.
2: There's no way.
1: Unless they're chained to the floor.
2: Yeah, there is no way. Unless they've got literal kill switches in their heads. <laughs> With no, Arno he might. There's so, no way. They're not. He's not getting out of that. He's got to figure out a way to hack that so, somehow.
0: Yeah, so if so if you haven't read the book, what we're talking about is Arno has cloned his parents <laughs> and brought them back to life. Yeah. Howard Stark, one of the.
2: Arno has what we would like to call um, tiny baby dick energy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's the opposite. <laughs> because he's just doing all these he's things. He's so unlikable. So yes, unlikable. He's a brat.
0: He's <laughs> an absolute he's brat. He's like, you guys kept me away in an iron lung so I could survive from a evil monster trying to <laughs> kill me yeah uh,
2: so that I could have some semblance of life later on when the technology was possible yeah how
0: dare you yeah and, and so now I'm returning the favor by re- essentially reincarnating you mm-hmm. and then lo- tra- trapping you inside of a high rise apartment
1: <laughs> plucking you from the peaceful death you were in And now putting you into this literal hell. So bizarre. Yeah. And you can't
0: do that with Tony? You're going to do it with your
2: parents,
1: but (laughs) not with like... That's a whole other can of worms, man. And
2: like, can someone's... Clones. Like, you have all these Nick Fury bots. Like, clearly someone can be uploaded or their consciousness can be uploaded more than once. Yes.
0: The Nick Fury bots were a hilarious nod <laughs> but also stupid thing number 2 about yes. this comic. <laughs> that, because if on if, a long list of stupid if things. If you're a long-standing Marvel fan, you know that there's been a million LMDs, life model decoys of Nick, Nick Fury. Fury. Yeah. Uh, that we've just torn through. <laughs>
1: it's like a Venture
0: Brothers situation <laughs> yeah. just like Right, exactly. And the fact that they would all like team up and be like Hey, hey! Wait a minute! Us LMD Nick Furies have rights too. <laughs> we don't want to get hoed. Is is pretty funny yeah. that they would become like uh, AI terrorists or something? Yeah. Pro- they were protesting. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, is is uh, for their robot kind of brethren. Yes, exactly right. So, so but that but the yeah. scenes the scenes with them were very hokey. It's hard to have like a scene you're supposed to take seriously with like ten Nick Furies. Half of which are idiots. Have their skin ripped off in key places so you remember their robots. <laughs> if you
2: like if it were if it were from an attitude that like everybody in this book was sort of played by like a Patrick Warburton type, like mm-hmm. it would almost become something that would be entertaining in and of itself. Like let's take this wacky storyline from the eighties. Yeah. Let's make it like high stakes everything in kind of a fun little romp, but it it was, it seemed like it wasn't supposed to be like that.
1: Can I, can I I fantasy cast right here? As if Chip Zdarsky had written some of this, I felt like it would have been a smash hit. Like his humor would have probably jettisoned this into another stratosphere.
0: I mean, mean, even, uh, the guy who wrote Spider-Ham two weeks ago. Yeah. Or, uh, Kibblesmith. Yes. 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 Yeah. It's, uh, Hokey, over the top concept.
2: Yeah, it's and
0: trying to make it serious. Yeah, isn't serving it's anybody. Slot
2: took it like seventy percent there. Yeah, <laughs> we just needed yeah. that extra thirty percent to yeah. be like, okay, I know that I can have a little fun with this yeah. story instead of trying to piece it out just so I can make sense of it.
1: Um, I don't know why it bugs me, but um, the Tony Stark thing is just like
0: annoying to me. Yeah, Tony
2: Stark being Let's Mark call- One. Or Tony Stark being just, in the just wind? Just like how
0: they got here. Dumb, yeah, dumb thing number three. Okay. Explain Tony Stark's current situation. Yeah. So, what was it like? If Civil, you can.
1: <laughs> Civil War Two. Okay. Tony gets... Well, you're going back. Tony gets like gravely injured. Because
2: that great timeline we got. Yeah, yeah,
1: right. So he gets gravely injured in Civil War II. In a coma. Uh-huh. In a coma for a long time. He essentially... They recreate another body... And he downloads his consciousness into that body. Yep. So we have fake Tony number one. Then he does it again into like an upgraded body. And so, like, now are we on the second or third Tony Stark here that is the Mark one?
2: Well, and the other thing is, is this book almost posits that the other ones are still out there coexisting yeah. because yeah. one of them's getting drunk, one's on a bender. Yes. Maybe the other one hasn't figured out that he isn't Tony Stark, Iron Man. Mm-hmm. I think there's multiple now.
0: Yeah. Mark, Mark One is the first clone. Yes. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. The whole concept behind the book is that
1: Mark One, to,
0: that Mark One has realized that having had a consciousness downloaded into you essentially makes you artificial AI. intelligence. Yeah. You're you you haven't recreated a soul you're not god right yeah but that
2: cognitive dissonance of knowing how it feels to feel as if you are human yeah. might essentially make you a little bit more human getting into like where they need rights
0: yeah if i was high right now and you were <laughs> making that point to me i would be like this is gonna be the best comic book <laughs> ever written. Like this is like crazy, huge, big shit. And it it may turn into
1: that, as this first issue was bogged down with a lot of bullshit. It's too much. And Arno sucks. Arno man. fucking blows. <laughs> he, there's nothing redeeming about him. The there are no too-
0: good qualities about oh, him. Oh, butterm ching.
2: The other thing too is like his partner in crime. I could give a shit less about. Yeah, you had this woman who could have been diabolical, a little schemy, a little underhanded, but yet still a powerhouse. And instead, she's like weird second fiddle, yet yeah. still holding all this power. Basically, the only thing we get to see her do is come in and do some interior design. <laughs> That's not fun.
0: Yeah, you're right. She's
2: like stroking a cat and saying, love this, hate that, get rid of this. Like, yeah. I don't care about that. The cat like, let thing. Me- let me see her do something else. Like, if she's really his partner in crime, she had to have gotten there by doing something something heinous. interesting. Yeah. yeah.
0: Is that your fourth I knock, I want to circle cat? back to the cat thing. <laughs> I'm not going to keep just doing stupid thing from this book because there was a million of them. Okay. But let's...
2: Wait, was that the same... That was the same cat.
0: Yeah. I'm going to end with... I'll, I'll end with stupid thing four. There is a cat who is a doctor, and he has a partner mm-hmm. who has been the the cat has a collar on which is like transcribing the cat's like thoughts or meowing into english right so it, she
2: was making the point that it wasn't that yes
0: but yeah. it was it that the so the doctor it's, had been duped because his cat doctor friend was just a cat and the collar around the cat's neck was the actual was it was an ai
2: but here's the thing: making him
0: think that he, his buddy, was a cat doctor. The reason why it's stupid. And she just shits on him and is like, "This was the perfect way been, to get back at you. You've been
2: BFFs with a collar, like <laughs> you so, stupid git." So here's the other reason that's stupid: there's no way. A human could be duped by that because if the caller is making all these intelligible points, but the cat's over there licking themselves for 40 minutes, like, they're not going to think, oh, that's really my doctor friend.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Hey, remember 20 years ago when we went on that fishing trip? Uh, Mm -hmm. No. (laughs) (laughs) I am your doctor friend. (laughs) No,
0: you're right. Like, we're talking about how to, like, save someone's life. While you're like licking your butthole, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
2: you're yeah, you're all cat, my friend. Damn, right. Dave, <laughs> knock it off! You're
1: going heavy on the butthole right now. Multitasking, yeah, yeah.
0: Now find the vein. Yep, yep. Anything else in this train wreck?
2: <laughs> um, I'm sure there is.
0: It's. Uh, I would say I would love to hear from somebody on the Twitter or Instagram or something if you've been reading Iron Man for like five years straight. If this is a good payoff. Yeah. If like, if you're enjoying this payoff, because we're coming from a place where we've dipped in and out of different Iron Man runs and maybe for us, this is terrible because we just don't have the buildup. Yeah.
1: I have all of the Tony Stark Iron Man series. Do you? It's like 19 or 18 books or whatever. It was Mm -hmm. pretty decent.
2: I would also be interested to hear from someone who's read that 80s uh, comic that had the plot where this was going to be Iron Man in 2020 and see how well that jives. Yeah. Yeah.
0: If it was just like a throwaway story that like didn't validate this happening. Or Or maybe it
2: laid just too much groundwork to make (laughs) something happen now.
0: I
1: think there's just a lot of loose wires in this and it's
0: just kind of going out of control. The fact that we now know that Tony isn't really – Richard Stark's actual son.
2: Yeah. That was something I didn't know, but the timeline had me a little bit even more confused.
0: Yeah. So befuddling. Yeah. A lot of things that I think would piss long-standing fans off. Yeah. You'd conf- you're confusing new fans and you're pissing old fans off by <laughs> changing everything they yeah. thought they knew about the character.
1: AKA, you're Marvel.
0: Yep. <laughs> Thanks, Marvel. Yeah. Just trying <laughs> to make a buck. Mm-hmm. We'll buy all your comics next week too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> all right well thanks for joining us this week it was a pleasure like always
1: like always rate and review find us on patreon all the socials you know the deal we love you bye baby! <laughs> <laughs>